When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. always seems to get involved, doesn't he? I'm telling you, too many coconuts have hit him right on top of the skull. Well, I think uh, Anthony will be a great acquisition. He can do it all. Avery, whose show is this? And we're live. Welcome, everybody, here to the Lakers Lounge. I'm Anthony Irwin, joined on this fine Thursday afternoon. Well, it's not so fine where I'm at. It's kind of gross. It's like 45 degrees out. Right I now. mean, I'm hold on. I'm looking Holy outside. It's no, it's a, it's a nice day here in L.A. And even if it wasn't a nice day here in L.A., it would still be a fine Thursday after what we are about to talk about. So, yeah, yeah well, we're going to talk about the Lakers Clippers game from last night. We're going to talk about the rest of the season and the stretch that the Lakers currently find themselves on. We're going to talk about what is at stake, uh, given the the expectations that we're hoping to set here throughout this conversation. And if there's time at the very end of the show, we're going to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie, who has been bad since he uh, got. You to know what? We might need to move that up because I disagree. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. Um, I, Aaron, and mm-hmm. to the audience that is watching and eventually listening, I aired grievously last night. Okay. I just, I was really bad at my job. The perfect so? opportunity. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, the, the, the perfect opportunity came and went to play one of the greatest bits of audio in audio history not lakers podcasting history not like you know recent history even i'm talking about ever um this is what i should have played last night welcome everybody to the locked on lakers podcast this year as if that was an excuse like the other team in the conference finals didn't do that well what, what happened was <laughs> it doesn't even matter you know we just we didn't have time to get it together you know like we just... did he say that with like lemon pepper wings in his mouth is that is that what happened there You're nicking it off his like, oh, man, there, there, there's well, some we that cost us some time. i just can't quite figure out. It out of his teeth why we don't have any chemistry 
It's like, Lou, in your mic up segment, you said one, two, three, Magic City, leaving the last huddle. <laughs> All right, we're, we're going to keep this thing going. <laughs> Let's take a quick second. And to be clear. <laughs> to be clear. They didn't even make the Western Conference. <laughs> After all that. <laughs> uh, so, so I've never heard I've never heard that before. By the way, shout out Lou Will, um, because those wings are delicious. But um where it, it I thought the I heard wings. Harrison and I thought the wings are delicious. Mm-hmm. Um it's good wings there. Um I thought I heard you and, thighs, and Harrison heard. And, and, and coach press, actually. The wings are the lemon pepper wings are delicious there. <laughs> Uh, is this going to be the first Hennessy is delicious that uh, does not include Lakers basketball where I have to avoid <laughs> getting the Lakers? Is lemon, pepper, fine? is lemon pepper one of the, the strippers' names there? <laughs> like, Man, I love lemon pepper. Those lemon pepper nice. I, mean, I thought I heard, I've never heard that, 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 that wonderful bit of audio that you, you just played <laughs> with like a basically like fourth grade video package combined with it. So shout out to that, but I'm pretty sure I heard Harrison and pretty sure I heard coach P was it just the three of you? It was, it was the three of us. So the backstory on that is that we were at uh, the, it was during the, the COVID year and everybody was in the bubble and the Clippers got knocked out before they even made the Western conference finals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In the I, same season, by the way, that they were doing all, they were doing all of the, uh, they were doing all of like the street lights over spotlight mm-hmm. stuff and, mm-hmm. and we over me and, and mm-hmm. all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and that season ended hilariously, right? They, they, uh, what was it? Something, they, they something crapped all over a three, one lead in, in the second round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so we were just, we just, you know, we hopped on and I said, all right, guys, I'm going to give the backstory to this. So this is back. You guys saw the image, um, as, as, uh, as it was playing there, you saw my old show. You saw Locked On Lakers, which uh, Harrison and I founded way, way back in the day. And then Pete and I, uh, Pete took over for Harrison when Harrison took his full-time gig at SB Nation. And um, when Pete and I were doing the show together, I said, hey, man, we have to mock the Clippers for this. So I texted Harrison, too. I was like, hey, are you busy? He goes, no, what's up? I go, hey, do you do you want to come on and just laugh at the Clippers for a bit? And so we literally, I started. Yeah, so we started the show, and I was like, hey. Here's what I'm thinking. I want to see how long we can hold a laugh for. I want to see how long like we can laugh at these guys for, not like in nothing else, but just laughing at these guys and see how long we can go for. And you saw it was like two minutes straight of laughing. And then throughout the rest of that episode, we were actually um, we were we continued to to just kind of we would analyze and then laugh and analyze and laugh and all that stuff. And um, the my favorite part of that is that, like, I used to do Welcome Everybody to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. I couldn't get through that. Like, if you listen to the very beginning of it, you, you, you see how quickly I lose it. Welcome, everybody, to the Lockdown Lakers podcast. <laughs> 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 I couldn't keep it. <laughs> Couldn't you get the podcast <laughs> by the time we got just, that just I, I have a game to get to tonight, so just play that on a loop. I think that's, I, I mean, anytime you can make fun of the Clippers or the Celtics, I, I mean, like, it doesn't get much better than that.
Yeah, and that was that was a that was a historic choke job on the part of the Clippers. Just like last night, also a historic choke job. The the Clippers um, were up by twenty one points. There was a stat from the show last night that I should have saved that apparently teams in the fourth quarter with a twenty one point lead were like six hundred and thirty six and zero. The Lakers snapped that streak that the that that existed um, in, but <laughs> before that one. Uh, the the Lakers um, needed only LeBron James in that fourth quarter. He outscored the Clippers by himself in mm. that period. Um, it was just it was such a a great game, and it was kind of funny because it was the last game at uh, between the Lakers and the Clippers at Staples Center. Yeah, I'm calling it Staples for the sake of this conversation. I'm calling it Staples because so much of that of that history is made up with that name. Unless and recent history unless, has really sucked. Unless, that that. The, Unless, unless it's the last one between the two at Staples. Oh, unless, unless you get unless, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so I um, and by the way, was, they oh, on the, yeah, I watched some of the ESPN broadcast. I was kind of flipping back and forth, but I watched some of the ESPN broadcast, and they said that the Lakers had not won a Clippers home game, like it, it was some. I think they said since two thousand, which doesn't sound right, but it had not won a quote unquote lip Clippers home game in quite some time i wonder how much of that um i wonder how much of that has to do with the fact that the clippers have not played a home game against the lakers in 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 their existence right. <laughs> right, last ever. night last night was insane because the lakers go on their run and um damon um rangula played a clip uh, or tweeted out a clip of the pop in that building when below mm -hmm. made his shot and it was like you know that's supposed to be a clippers home game and and um, it was just so loud when when D'Lo hit that shot there. You weren't there, were you? Did you go to the no, game? No, I did not. No, no, I did not go. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it was just uh, it was crazy. By the way, good riddance, Clippers. No, I don't. I don't go. For, uh, it's not true. I go sometimes when it's a Clippers home game. But good riddance, beat it. <laughs> I I really Looking hope back, I should have gone. I hope I hope that somebody uh, gets their hands on the selfies when the Clippers do finally leave, and just like just a, a ritual fire to all of it, like to, to those stupid <laughs> selfies that hang over the banners. There's there are a few things in sports that legitimately offend me, like that like that aren't actually offensive. Okay, but them covering up the the Lakers' accomplishments. All right, fine. You want to cover up the titles, whatever. But you want to cover up like guys getting their numbers retired? That is wrong to me, right? Like those guys, those guys played entire careers and these motherfuckers, because Doc Rivers is just the biggest loser in the NBA. He's just like, no, we can't celebrate those people during our home games. It's like you didn't have to, you don't have to be at this building. You don't like you didn't have to, you didn't have to sublet. But you you guys, you guys could have, you guys could have like clearly. Um, as soon as Balmer showed up, he was like, "Yeah, we should probably have our own building." Yeah, that was always an option. You, like, you guys I mean, really? Gone. I mean, really? I just like we could have we could have solved all of this and just Balmer take them to your hometown of Seattle, just like <laughs> go away, yeah. solve all this. But um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not gonna lie. That Intuit Dome does look kind of nice. <laughs> it does look a lot of toilets, but it does look pretty nice. I'm not gonna lie. Although, how weird is the what is it like the Clippers wall thing where they have 51 rows of yeah like it's you have nice to pass tech points first fan is going to have their own yeah. row like it's really nice that I they're like they, like 
<laughs> they'll have their one spot because no uh, fans of other teams aren't allowed there, right? So yeah, I don't know how they're going to enforce that, but they yeah. really enjoy their their leg room with the yeah. five of them out there and like really get get together and, and have a good time on those games and at that wall. Wait, can it be story time now? This has reminded me of something. I don't think I've ever told this story, and this is uh, not let me, entirely basketball let, related. But go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Uh, let me let me get to this uh, super comment oh, yes. from Brandon yeah, yeah. Omeng, um, which means we get to play this when I find it. Fuck Boston! Should I play it again? I'm gonna play. Sure. It. Fuck Boston! Uh, Brandon Omeng writes, uh, keep Rui at 30 to 35 minutes a game, uh, Torian Prince to 15 minutes. I honestly wish Max would take Torian's minutes, uh, but I know Ham won't do that. Also, congrats on Lakers Daily. Thank you very much, Brandon. Um, I, wait, what, the wait, what's thing, Lakers Daily? How do I not know this? What's Lakers Daily? Oh, I tweeted it out yesterday. I am their official Lakers insider now. Oh. I probably should have said that at the beginning of the show. Yeah, Apologies, hey, congrats. Brad. Okay. I right. am. Good. Congrats. Yeah, so to those of you who are, all right, I'm going to restart the show. Ready? And we're live. <laughs> Three, Welcome everybody two, here to the Lakers slash podcast. I'm Anthony Irwin of Lakers Daily. Uh, <laughs> Lakers Insider for, for Lakers Daily. Yeah, congrats. Uh, thank you. you. How did you botch this the second time too? <laughs> Dude, I, <laughs> ask, you could ask every employer I have ever worked with. I am not good at like the, the beginnings of, like, hey, make sure you guys subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff. Right. I am not good at right. it. Um, hey, by the way, please do subscribe, rate. <laughs> right. Yes, review. absolutely. Um, but yeah, the, the the minutes thing, Rui, Rui has been playing pretty poorly, actually, lately. Um, so I don't know that I would like the thing that the thing that kind of annoys me is that I feel like Darwin doesn't have a very good feel for when guys do or do not have it. And, you know, he kind of has his mind made up when the game starts on who is going to play what role and all of that stuff and and has a really hard time uh coming off of those decisions the mm -hmm. best example of this right was when he said that somehow anthony davis picking up a second foul in the first quarter meant that max christie couldn't get minutes in the first half against phoenix that was yeah, weird. And by the way and then again last night something similar no max again right yeah something similar. and ad with the two two early fouls yeah, um, and he stuck with AD this time, just like he stuck with AD against uh, San Antonio. You got to trust your best, you know, your all-world defensive center to know to not pick up that third foul. Um, and and you know the two times that he stuck with him, the Lakers won those games. Weird that playing Anthony Davis <laughs> in, in, in his minutes like winds up helping. But yeah, I um, part of the reason I wanted to talk about Dinwiddie though is because of the max element to that. So we'll get mm -hmm. to that later in the show. Yeah, I, I think yes, that's um, the right question. Yes, but I. I, you know, you watch a game like last night, and I thought it was a perfect summary of this Lakers season, right? Where uh, the Lakers at their best look incredible, right? Mm -hmm. They have, as I said earlier, uh, whenever it was last week or the week before, that like if, if NBA teams all threw a football as far as they possibly could, like they used to in the Pro Bowl, that the Lakers would be able to throw the ball as far as, basically anybody other than Denver Nuggets, I think. The Nuggets are the only team that, like, when they really get behind that football and throw it, oh, the no, Lakers Boston. can't get there with them. This is, I hate this, but Boston's Boston's no. fastball might be. Lakers, are, Lakers already beat them. Boston's, so Boston's fastball might be. Uh, the helicopter, uh, the ghetto bird, is is circling and does not agree with me. Um, yeah, that was that. That's that's what you get. That's what you get when you I say nice things about Boston. I'm not saying nice know. things about Boston. I hate Boston. I hate the Celtics. I hate the city mm -hmm. and the team. 
It's you. Um, I don't know, but to be to be honest, if we're gonna be honest, Boston's Boston's whatever long throw football, yeah, Pro Bowl thing. Uh, let's go. Like their fastball might be their their ceiling. How about this? Their one game ceiling, I think, might be just as high as as uh, as Denver's. I disagree because I am not willing to compliment Boston under any circumstances, and especially not when I saw the Lakers beat the Boston Celtics yeah, without, without AD LeBron. Yeah, yeah, LeBron and AD like At, in Boston, they are frauds. In Boston, they are frauds until proven otherwise. Well, I, look, we've seen them be playoff frauds for the last several years, so they're, I guess they're they are frauds until they're not. I'm I'm with that. I just they're they're pretty good. It makes me nervous. They're pretty good. Yeah. So I um. All right. So I want to. Yeah, I want to talk about expectations, though, right? And and where we should have them. I think we obviously have to lower our expectations of them compared to what they were coming into the season. I thought they were championship contenders uh, coming into the season. I would probably take them out of that conversation at this point. But that doesn't mean, though, that, like, there's a lot at stake. You know, that there isn't a lot at stake this season, right? Like... Mm-hmm. It, you know, the reason I want to do this and why I want to go down this path with you is discuss the ramifications of not meeting even these new expectations, because I think they've already come far enough below expectations coming into the season that, like, there's probably going to have to be some hard conversations had regardless. But if they if we lower our expectations now and they come in below even that, then we really got to have some some tough conversations about or not we but you know you uh, <laughs> what do I, <laughs> <laughs> I hate it here um <laughs> i love you but i hate it. um so I, this is this is a, a fascinating thing and i'll make it a, a a more of a macro conversation um i said before this season that i thought that there were six teams that had a chance at winning the title um, I thought Denver was going to win the West. I still do. Um, I thought the Lakers, Suns, and Warriors were in the next group that had a chance. Um, and then from the East, I uh, Boston and, and Milwaukee. I still think that the champ is coming from that group. The Suns, to a certain extent, the Warriors and Lakers, to a greater extent, have kind of floundered around and fumbled through the regular season. And look, to be fair, at this point, well, I think it's a Bill Parcells quote, right? You are what your record says you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, yeah, like the expectations can be lowered. And and like for, for whatever you think about Gabe's game, he has been a, a, you know, he hasn't played yet and or whatever he's played a couple games. And Vando is a big loss because compounded with 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 Gabe and then also Cam who came back yesterday like the Lakers point of attack defense has been a problem and those are the best three guys at it but I still think the Lakers have outside of Denver I think the Lakers have just as good of a chance as anyone to win the West so I think it's it's kind of complicated like to your point about the Lakers best punch or longest throw or fastball look Zach Lowe makes a really good point and this, this was about the Lakers last year going into the playoffs about you have LeBron you have AD you have a puncher's chance and I think that's true and I still think that's true the problem is 
like you can have a puncher's chance in one series, but having a puncher's chance to win four series to win a title is a, right. is a very different thing. So I don't like, yes, the Lakers have not been as good in the regular season as I thought they would be. Um, and, you know, to your point, whatever that does to expectations going forward. But as we saw last year, by the way, with both the, the Lakers and the Warriors, uh, I mean, the Warriors were sixth, but the Lakers were seventh in the play-in and both advanced out of the first round. I think that kind of thing is still on the table for the Lakers. And there was still, that means there was still everything to play for. Do I think the Lakers can beat Denver? No, I don't. Plainly, I don't think the Lakers can beat Denver. But like everybody else in the West, I'm not saying I would favor the Lakers in all these series. But again, like I had before, I had Denver in a tier by themselves and I had the Suns, Lakers and Warriors in a tier below that as possible championship contenders. And that still feels that way to me. Like I don't believe in the Clippers. I guess you could put the Clippers in there if you want. I'm not buying it. Even though Doc Rivers isn't the coach anymore. That's a, so, so they're not going to lose a three, one lead in every playoff series. Like I'm not ready to buy the Clippers. I people do, but to me, it is still Denver's conference to lose. And I think I would pick still the Lakers, Suns and Warriors like against OKC or against Minnesota um, against Sacramento. So it kind of feels in a different way, like how I thought it would be to begin with. Even though like it's, it's not looked great for a lot of the season. I still find myself putting the Lakers in the same class or group as I had them before. Not good enough to beat Denver, but it's got a decent chance against anybody else. Where do you, where do you set your expectations though? Right. Like, you know, what would what would you consider success or failure this year based on that potential and based on because as you say, all of those things about what the Lakers are capable of at their best, at their worst, they're capable of like I yeah, I lose anybody, be, right? Lost to the Rockets. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if they no. lost tonight. Like right, if yeah. they messed around and, and I mean, lost to the Wizards. The Wizards are fucking terrible. <laughs> but like shout out my guy. So were the Lakers when oh, Darvin Ham plays Torian Prince at the four. Like, okay, so I th- that's a separate conversation, and, and we'll have that here in a little bit. Um, yeah, I do think I like. I think to go along with your like, you know, your analogy of the Lakers can throw the ball seventy five yards in the air at best. They <laughs> can also be really good at fumbling it. They can they also throw like, it backwards and hit the judge. Also, they can also like <laughs> skip one, you know, four <laughs> four yards away, trying to throw a swing pass and like yeah. skip it in the dirt a couple times. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. And again, this is kind of like your, the, again, you are what your record says you are. And the Lakers, the Suns, the Warriors have very high highs, but the Suns are a little different. But like the reason the Lakers are in ninth is because there hasn't been that consistency. Like the Lakers, the Lakers A game may be up there with anybody. And I think you're probably right but the Lakers have not done a great job of getting to their B minus game or their B game, that consistency nearly enough. Yeah. Um, I did one part of though, I think, look, how much of this has to do with LeBron. Right. And I do think that the Lakers in one game playing scenarios, I don't think the Lakers are going to get up to sixth. So it's going to be a playing scenario, hopefully in the seven, eight matchup, but like 
when LeBron has time to go, this is the game I have to win, LeBron can still do it. And that becomes true in a playoff series also, right? When LeBron can mm-hmm. focus on it, when there aren't going to be back-to-backs. So I I think the Lakers are going to be a better playoff team than than regular season team. I like Again, outside of Denver, if you told me they beat anybody outside of Denver, I'd be like, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I see it. Because it's not about the night-to-night grind of the regular season for LeBron specifically. Because last night, you could see, like, LeBron took the game over offensively, was making all those three, whatever he made, like, four threes pretty early in the fourth. It wasn't It wasn't even about that. It was LeBron doing that gave everybody else cool. belief. It gave yeah. everybody, and yeah, and he started guarding Kawhi. But it gave everybody else belief, so they started guarding. Because the Lakers weren't guarding earlier. And that like LeBron energy brought everybody else's belief along, which was not there before. And so in a playoff series, like, do I like, can LeBron do it in a playoff series every game? Still probably not, but more often than he's going to in the regular season. And again, like, I think the Lakers are going to be a better playoff team than, than regular season team. I agree. Sorry to answer your question though. Let me give a one word answer. Like, what is the expectation? This is the goddamn Lakers. You win a championship or the season's a failure, period. Okay. Well, except they considered last year's success and such a success that they brought over, mm, they brought back no. everybody and was like, they that's, considered that was, not, that not a great. success. They considered last year a like good season, not a success, a good season, and showed something that they thought was worth trying to like build off of. It's not a yeah. success. It's either a championship or a failure. And they forgot to CC Darwin and all of the emails <laughs> said, like, we're doing the continuity thing. <laughs> Darvin, Darvin, like, what did Darvin not Darvin. being CC'd? It's funny. <laughs> I, God, I hate you. <laughs> That's funny, though. It is funny. It's like everybody's all excited all, all summer long. They're emailing back and forth. Man, and just imagine... We could we could use Vando and like screen and rolls and stuff like that. And Darwin's like, we signed Tori and Prince. What? <laughs> Chris Middleton, let's go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I the reason I ask about the expectations though is because like there's a lot at stake, right? Like, you know, I I I think everybody that I've spoken to around the Lakers are still very optimistic about LeBron and the Lakers continuing this relationship beyond this upcoming season. I agree. Um, But like if, if he does get the sense that the organization isn't going anywhere or isn't going to address them falling short of even these new lowered expectations, then I wouldn't blame him for saying like, I mean, if, if you weren't about winning, then like, why do I need to be here? Right. Um, and, you know, for, for Darvin Ham, right. He had that, he had that run in last year's playoffs during the regular season. I think it, I think that playoff run has, I think masked a lot of the frustration that we had with Darvin last year, that it took trading Russell Westbrook for people to finally get a, a look at what Austin Reeves could even bring to the table. Um, because Darvin kind of refused to utilize Austin, uh, you know, fully while Russ was there. And then um, in the postseason, 
you know, yeah, he hit some right buttons. You know, you had the Lonnie Walker game, which came out of nowhere, right? And I think that was a bit that was a testament to Darvin Ham and and getting guys to stay ready and maintaining that buy-in. But then there was also like how long it took to get D'Lo out of the starting lineup against the Nuggets in that in that sweep series. That like, I mean, you got swept anyway, so you probably there's nothing that he could have done that would have changed the outcome of the series. But could you have won an extra game or two? and maybe made them sweat a little bit more. Um, and and then now you go into the season, and this season's been a disaster for Darvin Ham, right? Like, I don't know how else I can describe the season when you have, at one point, six different sources um, close to the Lakers willing to go and talk to uh, reporters for The Athletic about um, the job that Darvin is doing. I have gotten all of my information over the I've I've gotten an actual job out of the fact that I've been able to to correctly report about some of the vibes in that locker room and some of well, the other appears. stuff that's 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 gone on, um, having to do with the Lakers and stuff. And like, there's there's just the, it, when this season ends, there are still going to be these questions in that locker room about Darvin Ham, and if they fall short of expectations, like, you know, I think I think fans and players want to want to know. All right, well, if this is what we're seeing, the expectation is, like, the expectation to me is you have to make the playoffs and you have to win a round, right? Like that, that I would say is where, you know, anything less than that is a disaster of a season. Cause you went from winning a Western conference finals, improving your roster, LeBron and AD were healthy and you got way worse in terms of outcome. Yeah. You right? had to, uh, appearing in the Western conference finals, not winning a Western conference. Oh, final. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, winning. but um, yeah, no, I th- look again, like it's the Lakers. So for Lakers fans and you are one of them, like I'm not going to disagree with you. If you have whatever your expectations are, because again, the Lakers expectations coming from Rob and Jeannie and me and everybody else is win a title or like it's, it's, it's binary for the Lakers. You won a title or you didn't. Yes, there are like degrees of success and degrees of failure within that. But like, really, if you say like whatever, Anthony, you tend negative and you and I talk about this a lot. Well, not no. tend, you skew negative. But I have high expectations. Yeah, you have high fine. expectations of the Warriors. You know what? Like, does I'm that not. mean you skew negative on the Warriors? Uh, I don't skew anyway on the Warriors. I just kind of. Pay attention uh-huh. to the Warriors. You've only been I, firing Steve my... Kerr all season. Do you want I've to give me your thoughts Steve on Kerr him for getting... seven seasons? What are you talking about? <laughs> eight, maybe. I think it might be eight. I'm furious. Even <laughs> 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 if my youth has failed, um, it's all thirty. Like the you know, I felt all season. It's <laughs> all. It's all thirty. Um, so I like if you were to say that that, that you like. If this is not good enough, if X, right? You just said, um, make the the real playoffs, not the play in. Make the real playoffs and win around. Otherwise, it's a failure. That's fine. Like I, I have no pushback against that. That doesn't happen a lot from a seven or eight seed, which is the best the Lakers can hope for. Okay, it's the best the Lakers can reasonably hope for at this yeah. point. Is 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 playing two or one? But I do think more than normal. I mean, last year was the case too. Again, the Lakers got. I don't want to say lucky, but like Memphis, who was pretty injured, is not like the normal quality of a two seed. 
the Kings, who were the three seed, they weren't the quality of a three seed like normally. Um, so I do think the matchups matter, right? Like, do you trust Minnesota? Do you trust OKC? They've both been really good this year, but neither. Like, uh, Minnesota at least has won a playoff game. Um, OKC has literally never won a playoff game with this group. Minnesota has never won a playoff round with this group. They've literally won one game. So I think it could be a case again where the even though like it's seven and eight is you don't win seven and eight seeds do not win in the first round. I do think it sets up kind of favorably for the Lakers if they can get to the seven or eight seed, get out of the play in and, and make the real playoffs. So if you want to take that and say like your expectation is you have to win around Lakers. I, I don't have pushback against that. I think that's like, it's not really reasonable, but like I get it and I have no pushback because everybody in the building, everybody at an El Segundo is saying like, we win the title or it's a failure period. Well, like what's not reasonable about you were just in the Western conference finals. No, 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 no. It's, and... it's, it's seven or eight seeds. Like generally just like, it's not a reasonable expectation of a seven or eight seed to win around in the playoffs. But like what's folded into that expectation is the fact that the Lakers shouldn't have been a seven or an eight seed to begin with. Fair. Fair. You know? But again, as we talked about earlier, or I talked about earlier, the, with, the, with the Bill Parcells quote, you are what your record says you are. Yeah. And, and but but like the point of the the point of setting expectations, right, is to understand the ramifications if you if you don't hit those expectations mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and the ramifications here like somebody has to be held accountable you would hope if you go from playing in the western conference finals last year to being a seven or an eight seed or being a nine or a ten seed even to you know maybe not even winning a playoff round or maybe not even getting into the play playoffs at all like if, if you fall short of that expectation, right, setting that barometer, that baseline expectation from here on out, then there have to be ramifications there organizationally. And, you know, they probably have to start with Darvin, right? And I we do have another super comment, which means I get to play this to improve the vibe. What's up, BG? And that means that we are going to be saying, you know, the, the super comment from BG, the kid, I don't think Darwin could coach high school ball. I actually think he'd be a really good high school or even college coach. Um, I think he struggles professionally because like you even Raj made this point. I don't know if he made it on the air or when we were done. If it was when we were done, I'm sorry, Raj, for throwing you on, under the bus here. But he was like, it's always funny when the Lakers play against, you know, better coaches on nationally televised games where they, they do like a look into the huddle then you look at the other coach and they're like, all right, so we're going to run, we're going to run this set here with the second or third option. Look for this back screen on the vaccine, all these things. And, and uh, you got to make sure that this personnel, if this personnel is out there, look for this read because this player prefers to play this rotation and all this stuff. And then you play, you, <laughs> they, they, they focus in on Darvin Ham's huddle. He's like, all right, guys, we got to want it. <laughs> Everybody's just like, again, again, we're, we're again, we still need to want it. That's, that's your answer. Game 64 of the season. And we're still talking about how much we want it. Um, but yeah, I, Anthony, do, I, you not, I, do you like unnamed cognac? I do. I do. I would like I to tell you it's really delicious. 
<laughs> but like, but that's, that's why, you know, essentially, uh, you know, you, you have these conversations is all right, you set your, you set your baseline expectation and then you prepare for what happens if you meet those expectations and what preparations need to be um, made to continue to rise above those expectations. Or if you don't meet those expectations, you need to be prepared for the tough decisions and the tough conversations that are going to be had on the other side of that season. Okay. So I, I think that, as I just said, like, I think whatever expectations you as a fan set are fine, right? Before the season, your expectation is whatever you think it is. Um, And that's fine because again, it's, I can tell you internally it's win a championship or like, we don't give a shit. None of the rest of it matters. Um, But those things are also on a sliding scale, right? So I, so I guess my pushback is, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's like semantics, but I think that as it's, as the, like, I think we, I, so I've talked about this on the show before, but one of the ways in which I try to live is deal with reality on reality's terms. I've told stories before about where that comes from, but I think it's important to deal with reality on reality's terms. And it is a ever changing landscape at this point right now. What do I like if the Lakers don't get out of the play and into the real playoffs, I think it's fair to call, call it a disaster. I think that's fair. If the, if the Lakers get in, you know, get out of the play in and get into the playoffs and lose to Denver or lose to the Clippers or lose to the uh, losing to the Clippers would fucking suck. So put that aside, but like, right. Whatever you, the Lakers are the eight seed and lose to the one seed you know, four, two or something. Yeah. It's still disappointing, but I don't, I don't know that that, I mean, I guess it's some of it depends on who the opponent is, but I don't think it's fair. I think it's fair to call that a disappointment, but maybe not a disaster or maybe, and maybe it's just semantics, right? Maybe none of, maybe none of it matters because winning a championship is the only part that matters. Yeah. I mean, there, there's I guess there are scales to failure, you know, and there, there are, there are scales shades of failure. Fail. Scales to failures. There's scales failures. Failures. Yeah. It's just got to be a whole failure. It can't be just like, kind of was a disappointment. It's just got to be a whole failure. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like that's the, that's the part of, um, that's the part of this that, that um, I am going to be paying really close attention to here on out. Right. Like I'm getting ready to write my first piece for, lakers daily and and the focus of it is going remind, to be remind me again what you're what you're doing at lakers daily i am i am the lakers insider at oh. lakers daily a title they gave me by the way oh all right all like right. <laughs> they all contact right. they contacted me to be their lakers insider harrison like has it. been laughing for 48 hours I like it um but yeah we we um we find ourselves here in the in the spot like the lakers are getting ready for the stretch or they're in the middle now of the stretch you have this Wizards game tonight, and then you have eight tough games. Like it's it's like eight tough games all in a oh, row. Like twelve games though, without having to leave California, which is it, which it is helps. Yeah, which is helps. It for sure helps. But but it still doesn't mean those teams are any less tough. And and I think the um you know what what the Lakers look like on the other side of that on the other other side of that stretch there is going to be very telling for um you know. I mean, Not that's the whole the rest thing, of the right? season, but this, this upcoming off season, that's the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? Because look, the Lakers are not going to miss the play in, right? Like the, the top 10 is the top 10. Hope not. 
the, stop it. Stop it. Oh, the Lakers it. are not falling out of 10th. Aaron, if they go stop two it. and stop six, it. like stop you just, stop it. Stop it. You know, you think the Rockets, you think the Rockets and Jazz are just charging back? Stop it. The Lakers may be 10th. They may, you know, whatever. The Lakers may end up 10th, which is not mm-hmm. a great scenario because you have to win you twice to win on the road. road games. Both of them on the road, right? And one of which at this point looks like it might be at Golden State, which, yes, there was a obviously the classic, which was a lot of fun, the double overtime game. But like, that's not somewhere you want to have to go win a game um, against 30. So, yes, but the Lakers are not falling out of the play in. So we can like put that aside. But I so I do agree that like a a stretch here, it's not going to put the Lakers out of the play in, but a two and six stretch probably means that the Lakers are going to be the 10 seed. The Warriors schedule is, I believe, the fifth easiest remaining in the league. And the Kings and is, I think it's Mavs presently in, in seven and eight. Reverse that. The Mavs in seven and the Kings in eight are probably far enough ahead of yeah. the Lakers and Warriors in nine and ten that if the Lakers were going two and six, like you're not doing better than ninth and probably tenth because of how yep. easy the Warrior schedule is which makes life really challenging. So yes, this stretch is incredibly important, but like, yeah, like, okay, this is the hole that has been dug, right? Kind of like, kind of like last year, start two and 10 and you're fighting. But you got to fire the person holding the shovel. Like is the thing. Like, so, so can we, if you're like, man, I wish we weren't standing in this hole. And then there's this asshole, like who's digging over there. You're like, Hey dude. Yeah. So, uh, stop. Shout out, shout out Pops, my stepdad, who actually is, is visiting right now um, because my sister, his daughter, just had a, a, a baby a couple weeks ago. So mom and Pops are down visiting and Pops has turned, I think, 84 today. Damn. And he's from a, he, he grew up in Arkansas, right? Like on a farm in Arkansas. And so he has all this old like country sayings and all this old wisdom from from his days yeah. on the farm in Arkansas. And he always says the best way out of a hole is to stop digging. Yeah. Yeah. Stop playing Tory and Prince. Um, <laughs> Tory so and much. Prince is a fine NBA player. He just is being asked to do things that he shouldn't be asked to do. Chris Pendleton stuff, for example. Which I also um, think I know, look. I hear I'm hijacking your show, but I think this is part of the Dinwiddie conversation too. Well, that's what I was going to do. Is I wanted to, to segue over while we have a few more minutes before you have to get out of here, but. Um, I wanted to talk about Spencer Dinwiddie because, you know, when a guy um, goes to a place for potentially less money, because I believe he te- he could have gotten more money from Dallas uh, than he signed for with the Lakers. Um, and that's not to mention the uh, state income taxes that he wouldn't be paying in Dallas either. So uh, when that happens you start to wonder like was a role promised and even when he signed the concern was uh does this mean we are not going to see max anymore and then cam comes back last night and we got a dnp cd for max who frankly and like yovan made this point um on his show and and he and i have been going back like not back and forth because i agree with him but uh like Jovan thinks that Max is just a better player right now than Torian. And I think he's a better player than Cam. I think he's a better player than Spencer. Um, and you have three of those guys that are now ahead of him in the rotation when Max does stuff that the Lakers really need. He knocks down catch and shoot three pointers, especially from the corners. And he defends the perimeter really well. 
Um, Torian Prince, for some reason, is a really bad corner three-point shooter. It's one of the weirdest things. He's a good shooter. He just sucks at the corners for some reason. Cam doesn't shoot the ball very well. And um, his defense has really waned over the course of the year. And then Dinwiddie hasn't shot the ball all year and is such a bad defender that when he tries to defend, he now fouls. So, like, yeah, like I, you know, the Spencer experience, you know, you, I was excited to bring him in. It was the right call to bring him in. I'm not going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go that far, but mm-hmm. you know, you do have to be willing to pull the ripcord at some point. If, if his play continues this way. All right. So there's a lot there. Um, I don't think Max is as good as Torian. I think Torian's just a better basketball player than Max at this stage. I think Max will be, uh, you know, another year or two will be better than Torian. However, I do think Max, what he is good at is more useful to this team. Um, I Frankly, I would just like point blank period. And by the way, <laughs> for everybody in the chat who's going to on Twitter, who's going to be on my head about it. I have had this conversation with people who are making these decisions and I have advocated for, I think Max should be playing more than Torian. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not always right, but. So when you so, agree with me, you tend to be right. I, I would say. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you for that. Um, I think Max should play more than Torian. I think Torian is better at basketball than Max as of right now. But what they are both being asked to do or the ways in which the Lakers are are deficient, I think Max is better at those things than, than Torian. Um, Cam is probably without Vando, probably the best point of attack defender. Um, he's probably the best point. So like yesterday, I, so here was the thing yesterday, which I did not understand. Um, Cam comes back. Torian is in the, Torian and Cam come into the game in the first quarter and Torian immediately goes to Kawhi. Uh, Kawhi. <laughs> <laughs> which i didn't you like, weren't on you no, weren't on uh you weren't on the the, no, the stream no, yesterday with me no, and the guys I was, I was pretty i was pretty upset um <laughs> and then and then immediately Kawhi gets an and one like well, I don't. um so i think okay so to the to the dinwiddie part i think that it was the right i agree with you it was the right move and by the way for all the shit i got about darren collison not signing until later like i don't i don't want to hear it about uh dinwiddie in my recruiting efforts um, I think that I think Spencer's been a lot better than you are saying or you are alluding to. He hasn't he hasn't shot the ball well, but everything else he's been pretty good at. Um, I think the problem though with Spencer is it was the right thing because he's a really talented dude, right? And he can really hoop. And the Lakers have needed some downhill force um mm-hmm. in the backcourt. However, the problem I think with Spencer is not a Spencer thing. It's that it kind of doesn't prevent Darwin from getting into some bad habits. Right. I think it, I think it is another piece and Spencer should play because he's good, but it makes the Lakers play smaller again, which I think the Lakers should be getting away from. So it's not a Spencer thing. It's the the availability of him, I think, can get Darwin into some bad habits. But I think Spencer, like, other than he's not shot it well, 
other than that, I think he's been really good. He was by far, at least, you know, when the Lakers were getting their asses kicked last night, he was far and away. Look, one one game plus minus is wonky, but he was far and away the best plus minus guy last night before LeBron decided he was Superman. Yeah, I, I think that point that you made is the biggest one is that when Spencer showed up because of because of Ham's kind of natural inclinations anyway, it like led to some very predictable, frustrating lineups, right? And that's where that's where, you know, when, when you when when you're playing and this is he's now done it twice, right? Where he goes with and it was for only a couple minutes in both games, but now you've done it twice. This is a lineup that he wants to get more of a look at. But when he has D'Lo, Austin, Spencer, and Torian out there together, like, you know. Yeah, no, that, it just I'm ain't That's I mean, not look, an NBA it just, lineup. It just ain't going to work. Like, yeah, like work. it's just. It's, just it's, 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 I mean, yeah, and, well, well, there's some context there, right? Because, like, I mean, look, I'll tell you it ain't going to work, and you can tell me it's not an NBA lineup. But, like, against whom is part of it, right? Like, if you're Mother playing. Mother Mary the Blind. If you're playing somebody who's tiny, fine. But yeah, I think in general, that's not going to work. And I was on Twitter yesterday begging for Darwin to play Jackson Hayes and AD together. Like it's allowed. You can play. <laughs> yeah. You can play both guys on the roster that are taller than six, eight. You can play them together. It is allowed. Yeah. Um, all right. I think that is going to do it, though, for this episode of the Lakers Lounge. Uh, a reminder tonight, I will be on the air uh, with the guys for All Access Lakers um, f- throughout the game. That is All Access Lakers. Or no, that is playback.tv slash All Access Lakers is where you could find us there. Um, that is uh, Raj that does that with me. Uh, you guys really like Shub on the show when he came on here. Uh, he does the, the that show with me as well. Rome is also great. Um, so we, uh, we, we will be there doing the game tonight and then afterward, immediately after her, we'll, we'll be right back in here, uh, in the Lakers lounge to react to the game that we just saw. And then, uh, tomorrow we will be doing a happy hour, uh, together with you guys and the VIPs who I am going to try to send a post to mm. that will allow them onto the stage to like, come onto the show with me. That is going to be the first time that I we like do it. that tomorrow like and we will see how, uh, how that goes. So if you would like to be one of those VIP uh, members, you can go to where it says, uh, you know, where that subscribe button is. And I think look just to your right and that option pops up there as well. So uh, until tonight and until after the game and until after tomorrow, I'm Anthony Irwin, Irwin. That is Aaron Larsoul. I'm Anthony Irwin of Lakers Daily. I there you go. I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna be. I was about to be on your head for that. <laughs> you mean you mean Lakers Insider for Lakers Daily, Anthony yeah. Irwin. I am well. Technically, right now, I am Anthony Irwin of Lakers Daily and Odyssey. Those are mm-hmm. my two main yes. employers. Yes. Also, Substack and everywhere else. Um, Lakers also, Insider. if you guys are on TikTok, follow uh, the Lakers Lounge on TikTok. 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 You wow. have a, wait. Lakers Lounge has a TikTok. Yeah, we have a TikTok where aren't you, where, aren't, uh, you? aren't you a millennial? I am. I am. I, uh, I mean, so I have please TikTok. do uh, find us on there. And... I have TikTok. Uh, I, I don't. Have, scroll I can't. You can't. You addictive. can't imagine. I'm sure you have no guess why I would have TikTok, but <laughs> I literally don't know how to post on there. I have one. Yeah. I just don't know how to post. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, Aaron, that was Aaron Larsoul. I'm Anthony Irwin. Have a great rest of your day. Make somebody else's, and I will talk to you in a matter of hours.